transport. Okay, we're back. Uh, it's been, what, a year, I think, since we've done a show? <laughs> Feels like it, yeah. Feels yeah. like it, yeah. So, because of real life things, we had to take a hiatus. Um, Jerry had a son, who's mm-hmm. now, what, getting close to 1.5 in age? Yep, 1.5. He's so, almost at that 2.0. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's out of beta. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> We're going to keep alpha for at least five years. So. Yeah, so we've had scheduling because of work. Jerry having his um, his boy and just things getting busy. We had to take a little hiatus, but we've all kind of missed doing this, and we wanted to bring the show back. And we've now picked up a fourth, Sig. He's our new uh, co-host. So why don't you tell... The listeners a little bit about yourself. PS4 gamer mainly, and then play a dabble a little bit on Xbox. I've been playing games since like '98. Yeah, we don't talk about that other platform. What the uh, the X? (laughs) (laughs) Never talk about your X's. Never. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sig's also a fellow graphic web designer. Um, Shares a lot of the same common interests we do and techie nerdy stuff. So the way we're going to do, we take in all of our episodes from the first D-Res, and we call that season one, and that's back up on SoundCloud and the website. And we are going to do now, we're going to call this season two, and it'll probably be about an episode a month, because that works best with everybody's schedule. But we may squeeze an extra episode in here and there, depending on if we have time and if there's something interesting we want to talk about, like E3 coming up. We're definitely going to do another E3 episode, because those, those are actually pretty popular from last season. I had an idea of, like, I wanted to do some kind of techie episodes for this show, too, so there's some ideas I have for that for, like, later on. But other than that, here we go. So we're going to talk about the games that we played from last E3 that we were kind of excited about and saw. And we're going to kind of just kind of go through the games that we did play and what we thought of them and see how they hold up to the hype and what we thought then compared to now after playing them. And Jerry's going to just kind of lead the discussion in sort of a around the table and back as we go through these games. Thanks, Chris. So uh, I figure we'll start with Destiny 2. That was a decently popular game in there, I think. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start it off with Ralph in there. So first question we're going to go around with is, um, how, did, how did you feel the game compared to the first Destiny game? Uh, as far as in comparison, uh, graphically, it was a bit better. I wouldn't say like they like just over the top themselves, but it definitely was really good. The mechanics enjoyed it, didn't have any problems with it whatsoever. They were really good about as far as you know the whole first person shooter aspect. Pretty much about it. I mean, the game you know ran very smoothly. All right, uh, uh, Sig, what, what was your take on it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. You no, know what? Sorry, I got distracted. Right. <laughs> see, see that thing about little kid? Yeah, yeah that, kid, <laughs> that kid came in. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the question is is how, how did you how did you think the uh, this game compared to the uh, last Destiny game? I, I like this game. The uh, the gameplay. Is, I I think the gameplay was a lot a lot better than the first one. Yeah. That the first game I could like I couldn't play it more than like forty five minutes or an hour. <laughs> this this Destiny two I could play it for hours on end. Okay. Cool. Cool. And you played uh, what a, a lot of the solo mission from last game? From the last game, yeah, I, I mainly played the campaign. I did, I did not play uh, the online aspect of it for more than like an hour or two. So Chris, same question. How did you uh, feel that uh, this game compared to the last Destiny one? Um, well, the the last Destiny, the mechanics. I mean, that was what was really strong about it, right? The it was a really solid game mechanically, and you think, like, can you even get better than that? And I felt like the mechanics just got even more smoothed out and more solid. Like, the gunplay even got more smoother, and it was fun, and all the guns had, like, a different feel. Mm-hmm. And 
it, it just you know as you as you went through the game the variety of some of the different weapons that you got and um their ability some of them have like unique abilities whatever all of that felt like another notch up on top of already a mechanic that was already pretty well established since the first game. All right. Yeah. Now for me, I didn't, I didn't play, uh, I, I didn't get to play this one for there. Um, the, uh, I saw a lot of the classes, the classes looked like it was kind of interesting. So what was like the one new class that everyone kept uh, playing a lot? Uh, yeah, it's been a while since playing the game, but there's, uh, all of the, all of the characters now, they, they always had like the, the two different classes, like the void Walker, or the Sun um, Sunstalker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then they added a whole additional one onto that, which gave you different abilities and weapons. And like one of the, um, I think if you were playing the Warlock and you had the Sun one, you could actually like activate, have like a sword, and mm-hmm. go to third person view. So they oh, okay. they had they had stuff like that. And yeah, they introduced a third class, which like for the Warlock, which is the class I primarily played. Um, Basically, it was all this lightning base. So when you activated it, you went into third person view, and you felt like Emperor Pappleton running around the field, just yeah. shocking the hell out of everybody with these huge yeah. lightning bolts. Yeah, and that's why I saw in a lot of the reviews. It's like almost everybody was like playing this one because it was this this class that you could just go absolutely nuts on. So uh, let's wrap back down to Chris again. Uh, like so. For this game, do you feel like there's anything that you missed that was kind of like in the first game that was in uh, that they kind of left out of this one onto there a little bit kind of like a reverse comparison no actually because they the one thing that was the biggest problem with the first game was story right it was like kind of devoid of that and they made they made good on that like tenfold in this game so the single player campaign in this game and the story going through is what like i was completely satisfied with they actually told a pretty fun entertaining story through the game and that's what was really sorely missing from the other game so having a story on top of already the good gameplay mechanics made this game for me like way more fun and like i didn't feel like i wasted my 50 bucks on this one uh sig what what about you Uh, same same type of uh feeling or did you do you feel like a couple things were that you wish they kind of brought back no i sorry i i like this uh the new one version i didn't miss anything from the first one at all ralph what's your take on it same thing or did yours uh uh little bit different you know kind of the same way of feeling i was like they didn't miss much more first because they had everything that should have been there to begin with i was actually surprised i mean because when they got a lot of heat for for messing up the first game you know when they said oh we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and then they completely go back on the word on it yeah that sounded um, like the story uh the story was a lot stronger at least for this one so like you, know, you tell that like a little kid like oh don't worry you, you, you'll get your candy bar after dinner you tell them no oh man it's a world war three man they're gonna lose your shit so it's like, you know, <laughs> you can't do something like that. we're gonna get angry <laughs> yeah yeah we, we don't want to see ralph angry well, okay. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, all right, so let me ask you uh, this uh, this question, Ralph. So, kind of want to know what was the favorite favorite thing that you had on the game? Like favorite part, favorite uh, like like character. Well, what what did you, what it was your favorite part of Destiny Two? Uh, well, well, as far as the character class, I always loved seeing that they definitely refined them compared to what he was like in the first game. So it's like it just made me concentrate and focus on having him than playing any of the other class. You know, the the warlock was actually pretty cool. The uh, Titan, he was. He was all right, but he just it wasn't enough to like pull me away from him because I got the hunter. The hunter is everything. You know? 
yeah, yeah, I like my shield guy. That was a good one on there. So, <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, same question for Sig. Uh, what was your your favorite uh, takeaway from uh, Destiny Two? All my cotton socks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cotton yeah. socks. What, explain. <laughs> <laughs> the humor in that game is is pretty fun. From uh, Kate Six, like, like the cotton socks, and then the the chicken that he's he carried around. All right, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, I saw a little bit about like that character. He was supposed to be the most like humorous of them all in there the guy that kind of almost didn't care about everything so yeah he was almost nonchalant like about what's happening on the planet but you know he still cared uh chris your take yeah it's the same thing Cade six really made the game for me his his humor throughout the whole story was hilarious it, like <laughs> the whole oh my cotton socks thing is like he's like look i don't have time to explain the things i don't even understand you know he's, <laughs> he's trapped in this like interdimensional thing and he keeps every two seconds getting ported around the planet he's kind of getting sick of it <laughs> and every time your character's uh, ghost tries to talk to him to figure out what's going on he's like just shut up you know get me out of here you know the more you talk the mm-hmm. and so like when he's telling you, I don't have time to explain this. You just need to do this. And then the ghost starts talking. And that's when he's like, Oh my cotton sock. And then he gets, he gets ported before he can. <laughs> <laughs> was the other guy kind of on the other side? What was this? This guy was kind of what more or less, uh, what good side or bad side? He's a good guy. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Cause yeah, it, he was like one of the, the three orbit. main guardians. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember in the first game when you went into the tower, there was the three guardians that you would go to for like your specific class? Yeah. I mean, barely. Right. So yes, give me what I, okay, good. Bye bye. So (laughs) those three main characters, they kind of actually get more story and flushed out in the second game. So Cade six is one of them. Okay. So you actually gave a damn about him. Okay. (laughs) Anything else that you guys want to say about destiny two before we move on? No, I, I felt like it was, you know, I didn't feel like it wasted my time or money like the first game did. Like, I really enjoyed it. We played it pretty good up until the last, not the most recent expansion that came out, but the one beforehand. And that, mm-hmm. that was fun, too. They they started doing things towards when we were kind of winding down from it anyways, where, you know, they had a lot of cool stuff in there for um, casual play. Like, little mini dungeons you can do, and world events were, like, happening all the time. So there was an easy way to grind and get the things you need to get to the next better weapon or armor or whatever. And oh, if yeah. And it had a nice little system for breaking stuff down and to get, like, better gear from, like, the normal shops. But oh. then they, you know the hardcore starts screaming and hollering because they're not getting enough attention in their PvP and Crucible <laughs> crap, and then so then they nerf batted a lot of stuff too, so like the world events weren't happening as fast and as random as before, mm-hmm. which starts making the grind again, you know what I mean? So like the first half of this game, when we were playing it in the bulk of it, you know, like we were into it like a couple nights a week, it didn't feel like a grind because there was always something to do, and the and the events happened frequently enough that you know, you always felt like at the end of the night you made some progress, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you got something out of it, and then it turned into I'm not getting anything out of it. You know what I mean? They started yeah. stretching shit out again, and then it's like ah, that, at that point you feel like it's not respecting your time as a gamer, right? Yeah, and it tends to do that with a lot of those type of games. Into there, there, there's those people that want to actually play for like a month straight, do nothing else, and still like get cool stuff into there but then it restricts the other player the casual player that only has a couple hours you know like and that's what i'm saying in the beginning this game was for the casuals like progress for us like playing one or two nights a week was Mm -hmm. awesome like you never felt like you didn't get anything out of that session 
then then they started nerfing it where it started feeling like a treadmill again and then that's when i just like all right you know and i haven't to be fair i haven't gone back to see any of the most recent patches or if they've done anything mm-hmm. and, and i might jump in and take a look at it but i i don't think i don't you know what i mean there, if you see everything going on in the internet right now there's still a lot of there's still a cloud around this game of of issues so i don't know if it can bounce back from it all right so we'll move on to the next game no man's sky no just kidding we're not, we're, 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 we're not doing that i don't care what they've done in there. okay all right okay uh let's um so for Fortnite, that was a big one i think we all played it yes oh okay all right all right i, okay. I downloaded it on the thing that we should not be naming so I haven't played it. Okay. All right. So how was your download? <laughs> that download was pretty awesome because it was pretty, it download pretty quick. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's my only question for Fortnite. Go on, I'm just All right. Going on to uh, okay. So um, I'm gonna start with uh, my first question. I'm gonna throw it over to Ralph. Um, so how was your beginning experience with the game for Fortnite? in the beginning and then how was it like a little later on like for your first eight hours maybe compared to like the next like 72 uh for the beginning of the game it, i actually was having fun with it i mean the the whole thing with the building aspect uh the graphics i actually like they had like that kind of cartoon animation style to it mm-hmm. i was actually enjoying it. i mean i remember you guys you've seen some of the things i was creating like, i was like blowing your guys mind away <laughs> i just like crazy with it but then after a while once you got past a certain point, it's it started to fizzle and started to fizzle really fast because it just seems like a lot of the missions were repetitive. Uh, the the weapon aspects of it, I hated it because once you built it, you use it, it degrades, it's gone. And I think you can break down to get some components from it, but I was like, I hate games that do that. Like, why don't you get the option to repair it so you can use that weapon over and over, especially when you find that perfect weapon mm-hmm. and it's almost next to near impossible to try to recreate it because you got to collect all these different parts. So in, in turn, for me, I get a weapon that's so awesome, I don't want to use it because I don't want it to go away. <laughs> yeah, it's like a normal game onto there, like one of those games where they give you a rocket launcher. I think like Doom in that. Remember Doom where it was kind of like, oh, I got this really good gun. Oh, it's only got like five shots. I'll wait until I get into a really tough boss. End game, you haven't used it once. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was one of the things that was annoying. The uh, the map setup when it came to like building your own base, it was they really gave you like a tight spot. So it's like you can sit there and make like your grand castle. You got to make you know like the little freaking shack off to the side of the castle. That's how like, how it felt. Like you just couldn't really let yeah. your imagination run wild. There wasn't much of a story. It did it, yeah. it seem uh, shallow to be honest. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't, I don't really know if it even, even tried to, to, to really put too much of a story into there. I think they kind of started you off one, and then they're just kind of like, eh, whatever. You're in a, a survival world. Yeah, Moving to be on. honest, I don't think the three of us were even into it for story, right? We, we were into it for the other things it was doing. Yeah, I, I don't even know if, if you could even put that into there because of the replayability game. How many times did we see that guy in the air balloon take off? Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's an immersion breaker right off the bat. <laughs> Stop going away. Okay. All right. All right, so Chris, same question. Beginning game and then a little later on. So like the first eight hours are awesome, right? All that like running around, grinding for building and then going back to your own little that little bubble base area and building your own big fort you know and going back out to resource grab to build the fort up bigger and then 
you know, you had to build the smaller forts around those little towers to protect. Uh-huh. And then you're you're finding the weapons and all of that, and you're you're leveling up and getting all those little perks and everything. And then yeah, then you you start to get into that where, like Ralph was saying, where oh, I got this cool gun, but I can't find any others like it. I can't or whatever weapon. You know, I had swords in the game because I had the ninja. Uh-huh. And it was like I like this, but if it breaks, I don't I don't get it back, and it's going to cost me more resources than I have time to grind for to get it back. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's true too. Yeah, yeah. If you even it's like in those in those later hours because we played it for a while. Mm-hmm. It's like in those later hours, it felt like we were doing more grinding for resources just to do one simple little thing to progress. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But the progression always felt like. It wasn't enough. Like for all the work we put into grinding for resources or whatever, it felt like we weren't moving that needle to progress fast enough when we got like further up in level in that game. Yeah, yeah, I kind of felt the same way too. In there, it just wasn't. Yeah, and I didn't like the idea of spending real money for that. It was like I was throwing throwing a weapon out and that's like, or try to like open up endless pin, pinatas and that's like Ugh, I'm not getting anything good. What's yeah. Going so yeah. Yeah, that was my kind of feel on it, too, on there. So, uh, Sick, I know you haven't really played the game into there, but even hearing our our comments kind of back and forth, and and when you, obviously, you've downloaded the game, are, are you are you thinking of playing it at one point in time? You're going to give it a shot when time opens up? If I do play it, it'll be on, you know, the other, the thing that we should not be named. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, but you know, I want, I kind of want to play it, but there's a lot of games that we're we're bouncing on around right now, so it's I don't see it, I don't see myself playing it in the like in the foreseeable future. Okay, all right, okay, all right, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, I, I would say that too onto there. Like, so you're gonna get some good eight hours, I think, of gameplay on there. But if you're not, if you're not into in into that type, if you don't have a lot of friends to play with, or if you're yeah, if you're looking for a little bit of longevity, it's probably not going to happen. But okay. To, to be right. fair, though, Jerry, like we've been away from it so long, we have no idea what they what they've patched to it mm-hmm. to to enhance that single player side of it. And I know they added the battle royale, and I know you're going to get there. But yeah, <laughs> to be fair, we're we're just saying based on our experience, you know, when we played it, we we they may have fixed some things in single player. We we acknowledge that, but we just don't know. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. So I might as well get right on to that one. And I'll start with you, Chris, onto there for Battle Royale. And I, I don't know. Uh, let me. I, I don't know if you've played it or not, or uh, have you played it at all? The Battle Royale? Not, not in Fortnite. But I tried the the little the one on the phone, the PUBG, the mobile version. Okay. All um, right. So, what what is your just even from an outside view? What is what's your kind of thought on this whole Battle Royale thing? Well, it seems to be like in the industry hot word right now. Everybody's got to have a Battle Royale in their games, um, but. Here's the thing. I've never really truly played a battle royale game besides the mobile one, and that to me that's not a good judge or ex- you know experience of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still open to trying it in a game. It just has to be the right game, and I don't know if Fortnite's the game to bring me back to try it. So yeah. if, if a new game in the future that we're gonna play and there's a battle royale mode and like a multiplayer option of it, like mm-hmm. you know we'll find out this E3. If I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of games with battle royale. <laughs> yeah, I'm open to trying it to have the experience before I sound off whether I like the idea or not. You know, I, I know mm-hmm. it's more of a PvP thing and some people just don't like it, but it's a PvP thing where you can actually group up with your friends and work together, so that aspect sounds interesting to me, and mm-hmm. I'd be willing to try it, but I don't really have an opinion of it because I've never really had a solid 
go at that kind of a game mode. Yeah, okay. I get you. That's fair. Okay, cool. Ralph, same question. Do you, do you, well, have you played any of the Battle Royales? And uh, just from an outside view, if you haven't, what, what do you think of it? Uh, surprising enough, I actually did play the uh, Player Unknown uh, Battleground on the on my phone. Okay. And I know both Chris and Sig kind of gave it a try, but they weren't too too keen on the, how the control aspects of it. But I had surprising enough, I actually adapted to it. I don't know how, but I did. And <laughs> it wasn't bad. I was actually enjoying it. I mean, because the thing about it, because it was a bit of a challenge with the controls, because there were, you know, it's a touchscreen. So it's going to be a, a little, like, sensitive as far as the movement. And, I, of course, I didn't take the time to actually to try to adjust it. I just, like, you know, I'm just going to adapt to it because I don't got time to sit and try to pick stuff out of my phone with it. <laughs> and uh, that was the thing that I liked about it because it actually made the kills that I got more rewarding because I had to work against you know this this uh, you know handicap and how the controls were working. Yeah. So, yeah. but as far as I planned that, I didn't mind it so much. So I kind of understand what Chris was saying. Like you know, you you've played the game um, Fortnite for so long and then introduce a new aspect to it. It's just you know, it's like you know, you're better off if you're just given a fresh game that has that and not give it to something that they've already been played out for so long. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of the reason why we're, you know, once the game stings you, you really kind of don't want to go back and say, who sting me again. I liked it. He's <laughs> 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 like, like, you're stung once you're done, you know? So, okay, guy. <laughs> you know, that's the one I sometimes I can't hope. I, I'm kind of curious on how, how much is going to sting me this time around. <laughs> the game had such potential. And yeah, it fell so short, but there's a little glimmer of hope that I just want to hope that it's going to become something. But I'm prepared for that sting. It's probably this time in the eye. (laughs) I really want to make a girlfriend joke about that, but I'm going to just let it slide. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, now that you brought Sig into this a little bit on the phone one onto there, now I'm going to ask Sig a little bit about that. Uh, The phone one, what's your take? It, it wasn't um, it, the controls were not intuitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, the controls were. You know, that, that's the intuitive part is a joke, but um, the controls were. I was used to it because I've been. I've been. The controls were similar to other games that I've played on the phone. Uh-huh. But I just can't get around. Like you have this big open world, and you gotta it keeps shrinking. And it's not just for me. <laughs> so you like things larger, not smaller. Get you? Okay. Yeah. All right. yeah okay. There's a joke in there too, but you know. <laughs> but so, to, be, to be fair, I think I think if like let's say a future game at E3 gets announced that we all like, and it's got a battle royale mode. And yes, the part about the world shrinking that's that's to get the player base closer and closer together for that ultimate showdown you know to see who's going to be last man standing we don't there can be only one yeah there can be only one we we didn't like it in the experience of PUBG on mobile but we've never played PUBG like on console or pc or any other kind of battle royale mode where we're where we're feeling most comfortable with a controller in our hands so i'm like i said i'm not you you may not you you may not care for that aspect of it now but in a game we all like you may not mind the world shrinking because that just helps speed the they round up faster, you know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, they'd just go on forever if somebody could just hide at the outskirts of the map and it'd take you like eight hours to comb this whole open yeah. world. Yeah, it, it's like, I do get get the point. I think, you know, it keeps the um, the campers out of the game. Yeah, yeah, it forces guys like me like to just <clears throat> snipe and pick people off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, campers like you. <laughs> that is a good thing. 
So for my take on it real quick, um, I, I liked, um, I basically liked a lot of Fortnite. I, I, I bought it because I wanted a co-op game to play with my friends that was against the, the AI. And that was my big one, uh, the, the big reason I wanted to get this. And that was the experience I got in the beginning. And it was really great because a lot of these type of games, and I think we'll get into this a little later on for different types of ones in there, when it's co-op, if, if I have three hours, someone else has three hours, but someone has like 12 hours, it's one of those ones where it's like the 12-hour guy is going to be so much more advanced. But this one gave you the ability, like like uh, um, I think Ralph did a whole bunch of stuff on there, is that the to go ahead and build. Hey, I can still play this brand new game. I don't have to put it down just because my friends don't have a lot of time on there. I can spend all this time doing this one aspect, and then when we're ready to get boots on the ground, then we can do that. You know, So that was the one thing I did like about that. Of course, the thing I I didn't like later on was the uh, uh, was the pinatas in there, so I wasn't very happy. I, I'm not too, I'm not too psyched about the battle royale because that's why I got the game for the co-op version. I don't know what they've changed into there, but the idea that they made it PvP, I'm like, no, I don't want to play against some 14 year old kid that spent that has like you know like like like. 80 more hours on me. <laughs> that's or, not or daddy's credit card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not why I bought the game. I wanted to go against AI. AI is the same. It can get hard, it can get whatever. You know, no no jokes, Ralph. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got to stop him early. Uh, <laughs> so that's my take on the thing. So a- anyone else have anything else to, uh, to say about Fortnite before we move on? No, I, it does, still does have its single player mode. I just don't know if they've put any right. more attention to it because they're you know on you know the battle royale they are extremely successful with that mode right now in the game so i don't know if the single player side of it got any more love or attention right and i have a feeling they didn't just because of that i could be wrong but that's that's the tie into the battle royale that's one of the things i don't like about it because i don't think that they've pushed down there i could be wrong so all right cool let's move on to conan exiles me uh chris ralph played it a decent amount on the PC, and yeah. then um, uh, Sig, you just started. How, how far are you into to Conan Exiles? I'm not too far up. Like offline, I just like started building my base, and then I'm jumping on with these two uh, two guys on the uh, server. Okay. For the online stuff, and not too too far off either. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, let me start you off with one of the questions for for this sig. How do how did you the, for the combat? How do you feel how the combat is in uh, Conan Exiles? It's um well I I only have like the early weapons in the game and it's okay. It's kind of slow. It's because you you press the you press the attack button. Mm-hmm. He goes into this his like you know his starting <laughs> move and then he attacks. It's 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 kind of slow. It's not like a you know, fast-paced game like you know, you know the other games like mm-hmm. uh, God of War or anything. Yeah, but it's it's you can, I can get around that. Yeah, yeah. I can. It's it's. I think they more or less kind of put you into instead of like a regular single-player <laughs> game where you're like a sword master. It's almost putting like a sword in your actual hand. <laughs> so okay, cool. Uh, Chris, same question. How was the combat? The combat is. I think for this type of game, which is a survival, build, explore kind of game, mm-hmm. the combat is not on par with any kind of AAA game. But 
they I think they've done a good job to make it fun enough. It's got quirky little glitches. It can feel a little slow and lumbering at times, but when you're playing with your friends, it it's not so bad, right? Because you yeah. everybody's contributing to fighting and taking something down, so it doesn't. I think mm-hmm. you notice its shortcomings more when you're you're soloing fighting something than when you are like grouped up with your buddies, right? But I, I get you. and it doesn't it doesn't sting me in a way like oh the combat sucks so bad I can't play this game, and maybe that's because like the building aspect of the game is super cool and fun, and I like <laughs> doing that. So yeah, I get you. Yeah, they, they took away a little bit of the hero thing, so you're not you're not soloing everything under there that you're you're kind of relying on your buddies. So yeah, cool. All right. Ralph, same question. What did you think about the combat? Combat was alright. I, I was kind of like getting the same feel as far as like what Sig was saying. Like he's like you're basically drawn back. You're sort of like you're almost like you're the, you see the guy. I'm getting ready to hit you, and, and then he starts swinging the blade. Ha ha! I hit you. I'm ready to hit you. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Have him get it over with, you know. It's, it's especially but, uh, noticeable if you have like a two-handed weapon, and it, yeah. it takes this long back <laughs> movement before he attacks. Yeah, it's like seven days to swing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, it definitely makes suffer when you actually have uh, friends playing on the line together because. While your guy is, you know, taking twenty hours to make one swing, you know they're they're coming in like you know five hours behind you and you know completing <laughs> their swing. So, <laughs> well, you were big on bows, so I mean, uh, the, that's what you use most of the time onto there. Actually, it's funny you said that the bows are not bad, but I actually started like using like the the spear based weapons, the pikes and whatnot, okay. and I actually found that to actually be better than going sword and shield. And I'm usually I stay away from those. I just I've never been a fan of. Jabbing something with a long stick. <laughs> <laughs> I said that I knew, I knew you guys didn't come with it. Anyway, about the whole thing about keeping your enemy away, from, and that was one of the things that because I, I was always like, you battle, you know, I'm gonna take the hits, and you know, I'm gonna exchange it back to them. But using the like, you know, spear-based weapon, it's like <laughs> you're not touching me. So, I, and for me, it was um, once again. I, I think we. We've gone through a lot of the beginning weapons. I would like to see some, what some of the, the later weapons are, but I my guess is the variants are probably just going to be more powerful variants of yeah. what we already have onto there, just stronger hitting and that. We, so, When yeah. we played on the PC server, we, you, me, and Ralph, we got into the iron weapons. Mm-hmm. We just now got into the steel weapons. And really, yeah, like you said, the only difference is they, they hit harder, so they do damage. They do more damage, and they look cooler. <laughs> yeah. But but it still takes a week They're to shine a two-handed sword. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think there's anything down the line that's going to have something like a rapid-fire crossbow no. or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> See, Ralph will find a mountaintop <laughs> like... like uh, Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Conan have like throwables though? Like uh, in those orbs you can throw? Yeah, there's like. Yeah, yeah those and I think there's throwing knives too. Yeah, I think they do have that as well. Okay. Right. Yeah. They did, uh, they did change the bow, however, because I could have sworn when you're going for the, the strong attack, like mm-hmm. you can hold it and then release it, which I know it actually kind of like starts to deplete your stamina. Yeah. Okay. This one where it holds. For like for X amount of time, and then it releases on its own. I didn't know that. I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" It's like, oh, you know, yeah, you're ball. right. Of they did change that because they did change one aspect of the combat. I forgot to mention this. Um, huh. you can it has like a, like you can do like a four hit combo now. So you can do two lights and two heavies, or light heavy light or heavy light. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And depending if you successfully keep that chain going, it does maximum damage when you take an enemy down. 
and the bulk is the same thing. You can do like three lights and a heavy or light, heavy, light. You know what I mean? You can interchange. Um, but when you do the bow heavy, it, it, it no longer can hold it. Like he was saying, and let the stamina deplete and just let go when you want. Now it just automatically takes whatever that stamina cost is. It holds it, and you kind of line it up, and it just lets go on its own. Okay. Yeah, I think it's also one of the drawbacks, too, because you're you're thinking you're having to line up the shot, and you move so much, so you have no freedom to control it, so you fire up the shot. It's like, damn, that was a waste of an arrow. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're coming toward me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the crafting and the building in there. I'll start with Sig. Just tell us a little bit about what you've done for crafting and building in the game. Um, the, the first time, I started building a barn. <laughs> a barn. Okay. A barn. Not very so it, it, I didn't start out building a barn, but that's how it ended up. And then the second time, <laughs> last night, I started building a lighthouse thing. Okay. I just... Started with a circle and I just went going uh, went going up into the sky. Uh, a lighthouse in the desert? Yeah, okay. no, we're, no, we're in, in the, the mountains. We're in the north oh, in the now in the mountains. <laughs> okay, yeah, so there's a lighthouse in the mountains. <laughs> okay, still still no ship capable, but okay. Yeah, but we're coming back. We're coming back to our flood. base. We can see it a mile out. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're lost, you look for the lighthouse. <laughs> Okay. All right. Respect. All right. Well, the funny thing is, like, I built the lighthouse, but all around it are mountains, so you still can't <laughs> find it. <laughs> good, good, good job there. Good job. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's, now, is this your first venture into a survival type game, too? Uh, yeah. This is this is well, aside from um, last day on Earth on the mobile phones, and then yeah, but this is on the first time on the console. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. So it was an interesting experience crafting all this stuff to to build something. Yeah. There's like, well, the the, the beginning stages, you you find everything you need, but then when you get into like later uh, things that you need to build, you gotta like further venture further out to find the stuff. Like right now, I need some iron ore that that's nowhere near my base, so I gotta you know venture out. Ralph, same question, master builder. What do you got? <laughs> so, you know, believe it or not, considering when from playing on the PC, and I, I felt like all the creative uh, juices were flowing in this one. And so when I came back to this one, it's like I hit like a total brick wall. I didn't know what the hell I really wanted to make, just because that you know we're gonna get so far with it, and something's gonna happen where we're gonna have to leave the game again. But uh, which it did happen a couple of times. Like first we were playing mm -hmm. where Chris had loaded up a game, and we joined his game. But of course, if you play outside of that, you had to create a new character. It wasn't too bad if you want to just kind of solo it and play offline by yourself. Yeah. You want to know what, hey, cool, they have it where you can pay for an uh, online service. I'm like, all right, fine, well, I'll do that. Then once again, we had to start all over again. It was kind of funny because it mimicked exactly what was like on the PC. We got all the way up to a certain point. We're up north and then did the same thing on here. And then when we got the server, we had to start back all over again. Yeah. I mean, granted, they did have admin where you can kind of fudge things, but didn't really use that until, like, the third time around because uh, Sony had issues with their servers. Mm -hmm. So we he ended up, like, putting a, a Bosch on the whole online service and let him figure out their problems, the one they got it back up and going. And so we decided, like, you know, we're admin it because, which is nice, because anything is more annoying that can really take a person away from the game. If you're doing the exact same thing all over again to get back to where you're at, it kind of, like, wears you down. And that was yeah. part of the reason why I was having issues as far as with the one like you know build and stuff. So when we got to the third play around, uh, I, I was having fun with it. I mean, I'm just I was just going crazy with, it, especially when I can sit there and admit the resources because I just wanted to build. And then once I'm satisfied with what I have, 
then I'll actually start crafting like furniture and stuff on my own without using the admin. But I'm looking forward to getting the chance that we didn't have from the PC mm-hmm. was to like fully on explore. I mean, the closest we did is that we found this one base, and it was it was crazy. It was like a lot of guys are just flying at us like left and right, and like every so often we had to back out and try to run back in. Of course, they killed mm-hmm. us before we had a chance to escape. Chris, what was your take on the building? On the building, yep. Yeah, building they, and all uh, so when we played on PC, we were early access, so a lot of stuff wasn't there. Like we felt like we've kind of almost content-wise reached a, a peak, even before my PC crapped out and we stopped playing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But now that it's 1.0 and out, there's there's a lot, there's a no, more levels of things. So, like, you know, you can go beyond the sand, the sandstone brick into stone brick and into, like, another whole layer of, you know, brick for building structures. Mm-hmm. They've added, a, like, for some of the workstations, they've added a, a next level up. Like, so a next level up furnace, a next level up armor, you know, blacksmith bent. So you can build, like, higher tier weapons and armor. So they've added they've added more. Even they even add more um, little things, too, like the cool stuff you can decorate your, your buildings and stuff with and different torch lightings and all of that. So it, it got better. Like, they've improved upon, like, the, the your creative side can definitely build a really cool freaking castle if you want to take the time to do it. Okay. Well, yeah, and, and that's what a lot of people love to do in there. Ca- yeah. Castle's got to be the biggest thing that, that people love to build on anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so we, we're finally back in the north where we left off on PC and we're ready to kind of like explore around that area and stuff. And who knows? I mean, we'll probably end up setting up shop somewhere else in the game world. <laughs> but where we are now, we've kind of set up a pretty good main base and we're kind of where we left off on the PC. For me, for building, um, yeah, I, I, well, I, of course, love all that stuff in there. My problem is, is that I enjoy, okay, the, the part of the building that I love the most after a hard day of work is just gathering resources. It's mindless crap. I, I'm not a designer. You give it to me, I'll build an outhouse. I'll build five outhouses. Yeah. <laughs> And that will be it. I like to. I, one of the the most fun I had in the other game was just Ralph would design, and I would just get him resources, and I'd get to see the whole evolution of the of that whole. I love that that big uh, wood building that you you built, uh, Ralph. Well, we all built into there, but you built a lot more of the uh, like expanded it. So I'm saying, hey Jerry, go fetch me some wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am tired. I don't want to do anything. Fetch me wood. I can do that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Jerry. That's why we're trying to get you on Conan PS4. We want our gopher back. <laughs> That's fine by me. I'm like, go I get, don't go want... get the iron. Go get the sticks. <laughs> we want to build. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the, well, you know, after a hard day at work, you know, even on the multiplayer games, that's why I play a lot of single player games. It's like, I, I don't want to sit there and do a World of Warcraft where I'm trying to keep up and like see five other people that I'm playing with because it never works out. You're like, oh, here's a guy that's shooting out, and then you look and everyone's like scattered. Nobody's paying attention to anybody. It's like, okay, where are you at? No, I don't want that. Just hey, go get this iron. Sure, go get this. Yeah, I need food. That's fine, <laughs> and I can play. I will have to admit, um, a lot of uh, the speeding up process of getting things built was because of Barry. If it wasn't for him and feeling so eager to not use the brain and just go out and just collect stuff, 
you know, those castles wouldn't have been constructed as quickly. As <laughs> yeah, we, we feel, we actually feel your presence not in the game, Jerry, because we're like, because one day we're off and we're like, man, it felt like this shit went faster for us. I'm like, yeah, because we don't have Jerry getting the shit for us. <laughs> That's all it's about. Yeah. I'm going to actually wrap it back to, uh, to Chris. So, First eight hours compared to later on in the game, because that's always that's. I know that's uh, that. I do like to repeat that through a lot of games in there, but that usually is a big difference between games in there. Beginning oh, gameplay, later gameplay. So your take, first uh, eight. It's it's, yeah. it's kind of hard because we played early access and we probably put well over eight hours into that, and it almost felt like we reached the content limit, and then that's when my computer died, so we never kind of got a chance to get back into it and see any anything else they added. And now we're playing it as a 1.0 release on PS4, and they've added stuff to it, and there's, like, dungeons, and I accidentally found a big spider boss that nearly killed me. Um, <laughs> so they've added stuff to it that we've never really experienced in the PC version. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little it's a little different. So we probably put a little over eight hours probably into it now, and it's still fun. It's not mm-hmm. not like a primary game. I'm I'm like jumping into like every night of the week or whatever. Like mm-hmm. usually Friday nights is a good night we can just jump on and play it, or maybe a, a Monday night or something. But mm-hmm. it's it's a fun casual game still to just jump in and chill with your friends. And that's why I like the server aspect about it because then I don't, you know, people can go online and join the private server i started and they can just play and i don't have to be there <laughs> yeah well, or yeah. you know or my ps4 doesn't have to be on so they can play <laughs> yeah and that's yeah that is uh that that's one of the great things about that and especially with the crafting yeah yeah because you don't have to feel like people are out getting a bunch of stuff in there so ralph same question to you first eight hours and then later on well if we go from the pc to the ps4 it, it kind yeah. of felt like hogs day you know, like I said, it's like you know, <laughs> those eight hours over and over. Time around, it, it didn't, I didn't feel like I was going to get beaten down to the point where I didn't want to play the game anymore because all I can think about is the goal I had locked in mind is that I want to go and find some caves to explore and, you know, find some really cool shit. Uh-huh. And so it really didn't deter me this time around as much as it did on the PC. I mean, it didn't help much that, you know, Chris took a nose dive. Mm-hmm. That that was a big part, and it's kind of like, all right, well, we lost our third person, so yeah. it just kind of fell away from it. But now that they got it on the PS4, and you know, hopefully, we'll get a fourth person because everybody have a degree <laughs> in coding. It's a great yeah. thing to have, but uh, <laughs> but it you know, it's I'm definitely enjoying it on the the console, and especially considering where they're at now compared to when it first launched. Sig, so you talked a little bit, and I know you haven't gotten even into eight hours of this, but... Um, no, not even eight hours, yeah. The things I noticed, in the, there's no hand-holding in this game. No. <laughs> yeah, no, see, like, I noticed that when I, when I when I was able to first build a campfire and try to cook a, like, a decent meal, there's, um, on the crafting station, there's, like, there's a play button, and the instruction says, wood, uh, wood, meat, play button to get the meat i'm like i racked my brain to get to get the cursor on the play button I'm like why is it not going there and then it says on the bottom toggle off on on and off for the l2 button <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah no there is no i mean most most games are like that too there is no learning curve into there but then after a while you're you're like the expert telling everybody yeah what about exploration because i know you talked about a lot about crafting but with your your the amount that you've played on right now how's exploration uh um i'm kind of limited right now because like the where where i'm building my base offline yeah the lighthouse yeah 
Yeah, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, the lighthouse is on the server. The lighthouse oh, okay. is on the server. The, uh, the, uh, the one offline is just a regular one. Okay. It's, like, I built it on, the, on top of the hill, but below me are those turtle people where the resources are. <laughs> and then off to the one side is, uh, like, a, it has a decent amount of uh, resources, but there's spiders, and then there's a camp. <laughs> Man, you're so you're a good guy, spot. Your guy just stuck in one place. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, the, on the other side of the can, you know, the, on the other side of the base is there's a camp, but there's small enough people. There's like not enough people there that it would they would bother me. But there's not a lot of resources there. Man, yeah, and to sum it up, I am pretty much stuck in a uh, like in one spot. <laughs> that would be a funny stream. Three hours of Sig just looking out windows going, I ain't going out there yet. <laughs> Everywhere I look, there's death. <laughs> yeah. So, until I'm able to build, like, uh, stronger weapons that will, and, like, stronger armor, I, I'm pretty much just here. <laughs> uh, this picture of Sig through a window. There's, like, a tree out there, and you just see this hammer going through a window. <laughs> Ralph. Most memorable experience in the game? Um, uh, the monstrous size alligator that I dubbed Leatherhead. This thing <laughs> is like humongous. Me and Chris, so this is like towards the beginning, like where the campground that we had selected when we were playing on the PC, where you got like, a, you got like cross over that river, you got a little, little small island mass there, and then there's like a little bit of mountains like all around, but there's mm-hmm. big, huge like pond or a lake for, for that matter. Yeah. That's what we like did our home base, and it wasn't really a whole lot that really messed with you unless you kind of like started heading towards towards the river because that's where the alligators were. So no one's really messing with you where in that spot on the PC. On this one, you had alligators all around the pond. You had this oversized freaking alligator that like was impenetrable. Like it doesn't matter what the heck it hit, it wasn't doing any harm. You pretty much made mincemeat out of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you had to deal with old leatherhead was not really fun. <laughs> All right. Sig, not played much of it, but give me uh, an impression. Of, uh, I mean, uh, what are your favorite moments? Not not trapped in one single house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do like playing with, like, you know, other people. Like, if you just playing this offline where, like, where I am not, I'm stuck in one place. Mm-hmm. It, it, it'll, it's like, it'll turn you off to the game. But if you have other people around, it, it's a big plus to the game. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Chris. Most memorable moment. Uh, Ralph finishing his castle when Sig started building his. I jumped on that game. His, his, his building was like half done. <laughs> <laughs> I finished my game, turn around, his is done too. Yeah. As soon as Sig started building, it's like these two were in a pissing contest for who's going to finish first and better. <laughs> Who won? I, I didn't want to be the guy that started the project and didn't want to come through. <laughs> You didn't have a problem with that though before I jumped on. Right, yeah. So I would I would ask Ralph, like, you ever gonna finish your building? Yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. Then Sig gets on, starts building, and Ralph's like, Oh no, we can't have that. Hold my beer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go for me. Oh gosh. Um Spider Cave. No. Um where where we're going through that. It, it's just funny just to sit there and and like I think the first time we went to a spider cave it 
took us by surprise. We ran out. And the funny thing, of course, is that poison thing onto there. I don't remember if it was Chris or Ralph, but one person coming out of the cave and then they just dropped. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Anywhere you go. That's my favorite. A way out. Uh, let me take a vote a little bit. I did not play a way out. How many other people have played a way out? Ralph and, I played play it. It. Ralph and I played it through to the end. Okay. And Sig, you said what? I did not play it. Okay. All right. So this will be a little bit of a shorter one into there. So um, uh, let's start with Ralph. Story for A Way Out. What do you think? Oh, the story was awesome. Okay. Uh, that, that was the game, if I'm not mistaken, it, it felt like we, me and Chris just played the game through, through from start to finish. Like, yep. It almost felt like we really didn't really take much of a break. I think we, we did it. We did it in two, two nights, I think. Yeah, okay. we like yeah one night off and came back. And we just got right back into it. Just we couldn't about, stop playing this. About, really cool. I think we did like about four hour. I think no ten hours. I think total is the game. So it was like five hours one night and five hours another night. Well, I, I guess that wraps around to maybe this will be a little bit of a dual one between <laughs> you and uh, uh, you and Ralph. Uh, your was your what was your take on to a little bit? Same thing for the story. Yeah, the, the story is like amazing in this game and there are moments where you reach like a, a a branching path right and it's like we could either go this way or we could go that way and both players have to like have to vote for one so like like immediately if i, I push right and he goes left nothing happens until one of us <laughs> agrees we're going to take one of these options right and it's and it's a different experience depending on the option you take and i thought those those branching moments were kind of cool i would have to i would have to agree because in most given cases a lot of times in any other game it, it's definitely he's going left i'm going right we were like we just we want to go our own way in this game you actually you really sit down and think like what's going to be the best possible way to approach it you know there'd be times where i'd be like yeah you know what chris we'll do what you do your way and then another times like no let's try your way ralph and then it just it worked out perfectly it didn't really feel like you want to pick your own way you want to sit there and actually analyze everything no. and your uh, partner's judgment something cool i want to mention about this game is one the perspective is it is always it always it is always split screen and you have to play a co-op you cannot play it single player at all and the reason why it's split screen, even when you're playing co-op, is when you and your partner are trying to do things in the different scenarios, you can see what your partner's doing, so you can use that information for what you need to do. Like if he's distracting a guard and you need to slip by, or you know, like, you know, anything in those type of situations, mm-hmm. you get to you get to see their perspective as you're seeing your own perspective. And one of the best things they did in this game is I bought the game. All Ralph had to do was download the demo version of the game and then he got to play the whole game with me for free so no one had to buy like two copies Mm -hmm. which would seem to be important because if they wanted that multi that co-op one only existing yeah then you're it doesn't do you any good you bought a game and if you can't find anyone to play it with you now you've wasted or anyone that can afford it then you've wasted your money and it it was a nice add-on that they gave at least yeah I think even the the price point was also nice too, given that uh, restriction. Yeah, it was like thirty bucks the game. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so let me ask a little bit. I'm going to start with Chris um, because obviously you have two different characters in there. Tell me, did you like your character? Tell me uh, what what you like most about it. Yeah, um, there's Vincent and I. Do you remember the other guy's name, Ralph? Well, he was that. He was he was playing Vincent. I was playing the other character. I can't remember his name. Wow, that's that, that's not a big point if you can't remember. <laughs> no, no, honestly, there's a reason for that. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm drawing a blank on the character's name, but both the characters we picked was kind of funny because they personality wise, they, they felt like me and Ralph in some some aspect. Okay. It was, and that was kind of entertaining as we're playing through the game and you see how like the one guy hates heights and is afraid of heights and doesn't want to do anything related to heights Ralph's like that's so me you know <laughs> <laughs> and the, the game is full of these like cool little story moments and these characters like over the course of the game you really start to like you're invested in them you care about them okay. and uh, it, it made the game like really entertaining and the banter between them is entertaining and for a for a ten hour game that is strictly a co op experience, it, it it was like it was fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So you you personally liked your character though? Yes, they, I did. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Ralph, your character. How did you oh, like it? How the story? I love my character. I hated his character. Especially. <laughs> That's Wait, fine. We, we don't want to spoil anything, but there's a no, no. there's a crazy I'm... awesome moment in the game, and we're just leaving it at that. Okay. Well, that's I want to say. I want why I said that because of the fact that um, the game did a great job of the storytelling and what they how it plays out, and that's what impressed me about it the most because you don't see it coming in any yeah. way, shape, or form. So, okay. But it, let's just say something goes down, and Ralph was mad at me after we got done playing. <laughs> and I, had, and I can't tell you, Jerry, how many times I said, but it's not my fault. It's not me. <laughs> it's those, like, you better hope you're like really, really good friends because they could destroy a friendship. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Uh, we'll, we'll throw it out for one more, one more quick question that I had for both of you in there. The um, so this is linear, obviously, decently linear, even though you have some branches off onto yeah. there. Um, did you feel like you had? Did you feel like you had a good amount of control? Like, were there points where it's like, oh, man, I really wish they would have given me this option or that option? Uh, Ralph, we'll start with you. What was – did you have any of those moments? Not that I can really see. I mean, I, I – Okay. I, the way the how they pitched out that story and how the characters are, it, just, it felt like no matter what, you were in control, even though for all intents and purposes, I mean, it is a story-driven based game. Mm-hmm. You know, decisions is going to be one way or another, but it's just if you connect with the character, it feels like it's your decision that you're making, even though the story has its its own set paths. Okay, All right. Okay, Chris, same question. Um, no, not really. I mean, it's a linear game, but they felt like the spaces were open enough where you had enough agency to kind of move around and explore a little bit. I mean, yeah. you you were following like a sort of path, but it didn't feel like it was like a direct force you down a corridor type thing. You kind of had a little a little wiggle room in it. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And it does have its own narrative. It's trying to tell and push you along, but it never felt like you were stuck in some kind of, you know, narrow hallway or something. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. Good, good. Okay. I think oh, that's... By the way, uh, Leo, was, Leo was the other character's name. Leo, that's his name. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. okay. All right. It's it's weird that you don't remember the name, but what is uh... it? Can you say why you don't <laughs> no, remember the name? Actually, no, I can't. I can't. It, okay. It, it, it gets into uh, too much of a spoiler territory area. Okay, so I think we'll move on to Far Cry 5. Let's talk that about that a little bit. I think we'll start with Sig. Um, I know you you played... Do you play that from beginning to end? How far did you get? I, I have not played it to the end. I've finished two, two of the uh, sections, and then I'm holding off to finishing it. Okay, all right, okay. That's cool. So, what did you think of the combat? The combat was pretty good. Like, it had a decent, uh, you know, bullet drops. It 
to make it a little bit harder, but it's okay. it was still a doable game. Okay, all right. Uh, like a good variety of weapons. Uh, uh well, <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> I, like the, that part is I, I I was able to get the guns that I I wanted, but then okay. after that, there's like there's no other things to do with that, you know, to do with the weapons. Not like other games. Okay. All right. Okay. So not a huge, but you were at least satisfied with the amount of weapons that they gave you. Yes, I was. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Good. Good. All right, Chris. Same question. How do you uh, combat? How did you like it? Uh, it's it's a Far Cry game, right? I mean, it, right, yeah. they're they're always fun. They're just open world sandbox. You know, the, mm-hmm. some of the craziest shit happens in those games, and it's hilarious. But the mechanics are always solid, like the vehicle controls, the gunplay, all of it. It's it's a fun game. I mean, I didn't have any issues with it. Ralph, combat. Uh, the, the combat was pretty cool. I actually did enjoy it. Um, it it took a little bit getting used to because it definitely it had a different feel from a lot of the first persons that I've played. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, it still holds as far as familiarity to other ones. Uh, the the vehicle driving aspect, I will tell you, that's a lot different than any other game I've ever played because this one the. The steering is a lot different. It doesn't. It doesn't have that. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just uh like the the camera controls. Like you can't just sit there and just stare out the damn window and just drive along. Yeah, like both the sticks to actually to get the real feel of the vehicle. A lot of times, I felt like you know I'm just I felt like I'm actually driving my car. You know, but based upon using the the analogs for it. Yeah, one um, stick controls your character's head while the other one's steering the car, so you feel like you can your turn you can actually turn your head into the turns. You know, you know it's weird. Okay. All right. Okay. Well that's pretty cool. Okay. I like that. So uh um Sig again. Story. What did what did you think of the story? Was it good, bad? It, it was a decent story. Like, um it's very it's is re- somewhat relatable to what's going on around, like in the, you know, in the political world right now. Okay. With, uh, with all the the hate that's going around, you know, that people are throwing. Okay. Gotcha. It, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, and I know he haven't got to the end yet, so I guess you can't no, really I comment have not, too much yeah. on that one if it was satisfying or not. But <laughs> something something that caught me that like the, uh, the 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 main the main boss, the, like what's his name. Joseph. The guy with the glasses. Joseph, yeah. Doesn't Joseph. he remind you of uh, uh, that David Koresh guy from the yes. 90s? Yeah, and he's, you could totally tell he's inspired off that guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, that's cool. Okay. Uh, Ralph, story. What did, what, did, what did you think? How did you, how did you feel it was? It was actually pretty cool. The one thing I know is that you have to get a break from the story here and there because there's so many side missions mm-hmm. and the side missions alone, holy crap, like you're you're in for a hell of a ride. You're going to be laughing their ass off. Okay. So it's like you actually finally get back into it. It's kind of like serious, serious, serious. Oh, funny stuff. And then you're back into it, serious mode, and then back to some more funny stuff. So it has a nice a juggle effect, you know? Okay. All right. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, they have a lot of any side quests that even, or main main quest pretty much doesn't change. Is it pretty linear? Main quest just, yeah, it stays whatever that story is, and then you have all these crazy side quests. And I know a lot of people in popular games media have been ripping the game apart, like, oh, it's trying to tell this serious story, and then you go on this testicle festival mission, or... And it's <laughs> like, I, sometimes it's like, can you, can you just... Yeah, testy fussy. It's like, can you just play a game and, like, not always be, like, bitching about how it pulled you out of something? Like, are you trying to tell a serious story, or it's a Far Cry game? You know it's going to be off the rails ridiculous, you know? And yes, the story yeah. in this game probably is a little more serious tone than some of the other ones and they do this weird thing in the game that i know is like 
got people like divided about whether they like that they did this or not. But let's let's say you're pushing main story, but you're doing side quests, or you're trying to run off and do a side quest, and all of a sudden you'll hear like the the cults mad at you, and they send somebody and they hit you with this thing called a bliss bullet, which knocks you out to force a key story moment to kind of help progress the story because it's an open world game. They're trying to find a way to kind of deliver narrative still. So they okay. implemented this little mechanic that you could be starting a side mission and this thing happens and pulls you out of that. And I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, that could be a little disruptive, but it didn't bother me as much. It's like, okay, I know what they're trying to do here. They're just trying to feed the narrative to the main story, even though I was about to go on this ridiculous side quest, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I never I never thought the stories... I mean, the stories in the other ones, the couple other ones that I've played, not... not not including primal because that's a little bit of a of a different type of game in there but the they've always kind of been i don't know been serious and a little off the rails too into there you know like like a little bit cult type stuff too and then it's like oh it's serious and then oh i want to be a part of these this one and that so it's like uh, i don't know yeah i I think a lot of i think a lot of people put too much on this game like oh they're gonna tell this serious story about a cult and all this in the and and then people are bitching like oh they didn't go far enough i'm like it's a far cry game it's always going to be crazy and off the rails they're never gonna turn it into that you know what i mean so if that's what you kind of had your expectations from e3 when you know they showed it off or whatever okay i guess but I, i don't know why does this political crap got to creep into games now, you know, where it's like, oh, it's got to be serious in the story it tells. No, it doesn't. It's a stupid video game. You know, you yeah. one minute you're you're stopping a cult from doing something, the next minute you're getting bull testicles so this guy can have a festival. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> that's, it's just a video game. You know what I mean? And that's what makes it fun. Yeah, it doesn't need to be taken that serious. It doesn't yeah. need to be taken I'm, that I'm, serious. You know, I'm still mad, a little bit mad about the the testy festing. <laughs> what? That it was too short. <laughs> No, because I missed out on the uh, the song that didn't didn't play for me. Oh, that's right, it glitched on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could uh, just say that's probably everybody's favorite moment, Jerry. Is there's this quest in the game called the the Testy Festy, and this guy needs you to go get like bull testicles for his cooking thing festival. Okay, <laughs> right. So yeah. you got to go to these bulls, and he wants you to kill them in certain ways. So the first way is you got to get them while they're mating with female cows. So the minute you open the gate, what's the song? Is it that sexual? Yeah, Marvin Gaye's yeah, Marvin. Uh, Let's Get It On. <laughs> so like that, let's get it on. It starts playing, right? And it's just, you just start laughing because these bulls are all mounting these cows. <laughs> it's, again, that's a Far Cry game right there in a nutshell. <laughs> also make a comment when you're saying how the other gamers out there are complaining about the whole inversion process. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but they, they really were off mark on this because when you really think about it, you're you're combating a bad guy, right? You're causing a rip. You're really pissing him off. Then you decide, I'm gonna leave back off and leave him alone, go do something else. Well, you think the bad guy's like gonna just sit there in his chair, like, okay, he's leaving us alone, so we'll leave him alone. No, they're gonna want to seek revenge. So when they're sending these guys after you and they're pulling you away from something, that I think is like like important as far as being immersed into the game because the fact that the enemy's not gonna back off, they're gonna come and hunt you down. So they pull you back in the story. And I think to me, that was well played out. I think, if anything, that's one of, like one of the strong aspects of the whole uh, story-driven part of the game. Yeah, it didn't bother. It, it didn't bother me at all, Ralph. I, it, it felt like here's an interesting. All right, so it's them trying to find a new way in an open-world game to help deliver narrative, right? Because that's always hard to do in an open-world game because player has so much agency and freedom that telling a story 
in that world is always hard. You know, it, you hear everybody say, like, it's always hard to tell some cohesive story because one minute you're following the story and the next minute you're off, like, rubbing sticks together and making a campfire, you know? It's, <laughs> so it, them doing that, I, I thought it was interesting, right? Is is a way for them to at least try to still deliver on their narrative and story at, at key moments. So um, I'm going to go on a Monster Hunter. I know me, Chris, Ralph have played it. Sig, have you played no, it at all? No. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. yeah so, I, I tried to buy the game, and then you know what happened with that one. I ended up with Horizon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, that was a good buy. That was a good buy. It was a good buy. Yeah. Okay, so Sig, tell me about Monster Hunter World. No, I'm sorry. It was a, it, it was a good. It had a good commercial. <laughs> it had monsters. The video was exquisite. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm gonna start this off with Ralph in there. So for Monster Hunter World, how did how did you feel it was for like a multiplayer game for there? What is was it kind of like your expect the expectations? Your expectations. Um, the, the multiplayer was, you know. Can't go wrong as far as having friends all join it together, mm-hmm. but uh, the the mechanics on it they, they kind of hindered a bit. Like it just they they were kind of somewhat choppy. They weren't okay. the best because a lot of button configurations were can be a little confusing. Oh, yeah. um, they were like locking onto the enemy. The camera always for some reason seems like it wants to be pointed at the ground of the animal's feet and not really on them. I'm like I understand that. Like I want to see the enemy like in my view, and not staring at his feet, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it definitely is it's just, it, that needed some uh, some definite fine-tuning. Okay, all right, okay. So combat, just a little bit. Uh, not as much as what you thought into there. Okay, all right, okay. Anything else multiplayer-wise that you you kind of liked or didn't? Quest-wise? Mm-hmm. Joining quests? Oh, yeah, the, do- the joining questing was kind of irritating. Okay. Just, I just, I think you should have the option, like, you know, once you are grouped in together, you could just be able to jump in, like get ahead of everyone, and it just it, there was a lot of lagging on that. Like it seemed forever, and that's probably due to the server. And it just that was like you know the down that was you know got all this downtime. I was like, I want to get into this you know this quest and get it going. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a bit of a hindrance to the game. I got you. Okay, cool, Chris. Same thing. What did you think of the multiplayer experience of the game? Uh, aside from some of the crazy. Uh, control issues like the camera lock on kind of being really shitty and <laughs> not helping you at all <laughs> playing yeah. this game playing multiplayer i thought was fun again i hated this game solo that's why i never really put a lot of time into it by myself but yeah playing with you guys was fun uh i thought the combat was fun i thought when you kind of honed in on some of the different weapon types and you kind of zeroed on on the ones that felt good for your play style mm-hmm. you, you find you know you kind of figure out a rhythm and it was good but yeah, the the co op part, you know, where you just you just want to play with your friends, and it's like, well, sorry, you haven't seen the cutscene of this monster yet, so you you can't join that quest or whatever. The, the little things that would like stop you from just trying to have fun, you know, like you felt like you're doing maintenance every night. Okay, did you did you guys all go push the story enough to see this creature so we could all you know play together, you know? And yeah, some of that stuff was just annoying. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yeah. For me, I um I, I liked I gotta say I liked the um I, I played a little bit more because I had my brother in law I played a little bit with him in there and he was a, he's always ahead um but <laughs> the uh um but I liked that I was a gear level ahead of you guys and it didn't seem to make any difference which was nice it's not like we were going up against stuff and i was like killing stuff in like five seconds or you guys would die and then you'd come back and the monster would be gone it wasn't like that it was like i was 
the exact same gameplay and and kind of like abilities as you guys were. So we still had to kind of work it as, as a team. So I like that. I didn't like it. Felt like after a while with what you mentioned with the 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 you know, having to sync up and sometimes with load screens, it's like sometimes we only have like two, three hours to play it. And it was kind of like, uh, all right, so let's get on here and try to play this because we knew we weren't going to be able to do much. You know, yeah. we're going to do that, especially if you get a failure on a monster. You know, I don't know how long it took us to complete like one monster, but oh, it was a good yeah. chunk of time. Right. Yeah. Right. And it was like, if you failed on that monster, there was a whole it. evening. Yeah, that was that was yeah. your whole evening. You got maybe two monsters in, and then that's it. So it was a really great game. I loved uh, a lot of different stuff with that, but the multiplayer one that was yeah, that was that was quite hard to kind of get through. And I think that's kind of why we dropped off a lot. Yeah, at least it's, for me, it's definitely like your first eight hour, twenty four hour thing. Mm-hmm. I would say the first like eight hours or twelve hours, like when we came out by you for the weekend and hung out and we played like this game for like probably twenty four hours, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost yeah. <laughs> yeah. the whole weekend. I think that's where that was telling, right? Like crafting gear, getting the stuff we needed, running stuff. We finally hit that point where it felt like, you know, and then after that weekend, I would say, and then we tried to play on a night and you realize that we put like three hours into it and got nothing out of it because we had already, we've started reaching that point where the, the, to do anything in the game, the, the, the content to get new content and all of that, the steep got higher, right? And it yeah. just felt like, three hours wasn't even going to be enough. And you felt like you didn't that time you put into it. Sure. It's fun playing with you guys, but you kind of want to get rewarded too, for the time you put into it. Yeah. When you know, you got another game sitting on your hard drive. That's going to reward you (laughs) like that. (laughs) Um, It it just starts to be a turnoff. Like, okay, I've kind of maybe just hit my wall. Like I want more out of a game than what this is going to give me at this point. So I think I've seen all I need to see and I'm out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So Sig, You've heard a lot about what they said on there. Uh, assuming that you could click on it, on the game and buy the correct game, is that something that you would be? <laughs> yeah, the proper game. <laughs> yeah, the proper game. Assume all that stuff came into it came into play. Is that something that you'd probably want to to try uh, to try later on, or does that just not interest you? If you yeah. buy it, yeah, um, I it's something that I would I would be willing to try. The thing is like. With the way the Capcom graphics is, I'm I'm not a huge fan of the Capcom graphics, like how they do their um their whole oh. graphics since like um well, like Street the Fighter animation type stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I've gone I've gone away since Capcom like, you know, into like something more like God of War's like more realistic graphics. Uh-huh. But aside from the graphics part, like it, I think uh, Monster Hunter would be something that I, I could get into. Yeah. All right, let's move on a little bit to Shadows of War. Uh, I'm going to ask the same thing. Uh, Sig, played it? Yes, no? no? No, didn't get a chance to play that one. All right. What was your impressions on on, on the game itself? You've probably seen like advertisements and, and such. From what Chris, uh, Chris has told me about the game, it seems like it's just a very interesting game. Okay. If, it, if, if there was no, uh, like, God of War wasn't around, or like Horizons wasn't like in my hard drive right now. I think it would be something that I'd be like playing. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I would All say right. anybody who loves Assassin's Creed and that type of gameplay would like Middle Earth. Cool. Uh, well, let's add, let's start with you, Chris, a little bit on this one. This was one I remember from E3. I was really excited for, uh-huh. and and it did deliver, and they and they added a bunch of stuff to it that was really cool. But I just felt like when you got closer to that end game. 
And just mm-hmm. like what Angry Joe was saying in his review, right? all it becomes is a grind fest at the very end. And that's when I'm like, I'm out. Like, kudos to anybody else that wants to stick through that part of it. But I, when games get really grindy, I, mm-hmm. I just, I don't mind some grind. And God of War does have some of it um, uh-huh. at certain points. But it's it's kind of a rewarding grind where this grind just feels like you, the EA just stretched all this shit out. Mm-hmm. For for you know the loot box issue of getting better orcs and all that crap, yeah, just to push through this one section of the end game that's just this huge grind fest, and I was like, nope, I'm I'm done. I like the game was super fun up until that point. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you had you had a good you had a good fun. You I'd say within like the first like eight hours or of that. Yeah, the first probably twenty thirty hours I put into that game it were excellent. Okay, all right, cool. Ralph, what did you think about it? Exactly okay. much spot on other than what. You know, he has talked. Chris had talked about the game and some of the things shown to me, as far as like with the combat and everything else. Okay. But you know, this, I there's a head of slew of other games that I was jumping around on. Mm-hmm. So this is one that's like, you know, it looked cool, but it wasn't enough to say, "Oh, I didn't buy it." I just, okay. I had to be very sparing with my money. You <laughs> <laughs> like buy me now, like you have to have this. Yeah, I don't think that kind of feel. It's like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put on an effort for it. So, okay, based on what you told me, it sounded like it was pretty good. Okay, all right, I, and I, and I didn't know. I thought you had actually bought it. So, okay, so that's that's a good take on to there. Okay, all right. Well, for me, it was. Um, I, I actually did like the story. I loved um, getting the. Uh, you know the, the the different people with you. You know to kind of like combat with you. I love taking over lands. Uh, the beginning was was quite was quite good. Um, I, I loved I actually uh, my main character. I gotta say I didn't care for too much into there. Uh, I think Kella Brimborn. I think he was he was like okay, but he was starting to become a little bit of a jerk on there. I love the whole premise of the One Ring. It yeah. was. The whole that was really really great, and I actually still enjoy it. But um, I enjoy it for a little bit of a different reason now. Is that uh, the cool thing is is because sometimes you don't want a game to end, so it's kind of nice to be able to sit there and and pop it in there because basically for the amount of time I have to play, this game never ends. Yeah, it turned into an MMO for me, so it's <laughs> like there's there's no way I can I'm gonna be able to finish this game. I don't think. So, but it's it's just nice to be able to go in and keep killing. It, I, they had a lot of nice aspects, all like the uh, different types of orcs into there. The idea that I killed off an orc and then they bring them back like maimed. <laughs> oh yeah, the the whole nemesis system in that game. Yeah. You know, where you're uh-huh. taking down orcs, and or if an orc kills you, and he moves up in ascension in the group, yeah. and yeah. the guys you can send to a sat. That whole system is amazing, and they improved upon it from the first game. And it mm-hmm. still baffles my mind that no other gaming company has figured out how to, to use that system in any other game. Like, in, And yeah. the games industry even says the same thing. Like, how come nobody's copied this yet? Because it's very cool. It is. Batman-style, Diablo-type, you know, drops, and that whole system of the, uh, of you know... The hierarchy of the orcs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, that was really, really... I thought that was really, really good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add about Shadows of War before we move on? No, Chris. It's it's okay. a fun game. I just like I said that that grind fest at the end. I just couldn't do it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Assassin's Creed Origins. I have not played it. Who here has played Assassin's Creed Origins? Sig and I have played it. Yep. All right. Well, here. Well, let me start off with this uh, with uh, Sig then in there. So again, story. What did you think of the uh, the story as a whole? I 
I like the that the day you know the origins. They're telling how the the brotherhood came came about. It was about it was out of necessity for you know what they they well not necessity but they wanted revenge but then it turned into something a bigger than themselves. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. So yeah, and your your actual character. Bayek. Well, you know, I yeah, he's he kind of feel for the guy because like he lost you know he lost his son and he he's the one that killed the kid. Okay. And then. Like having the son kind of you, you relate more to the guy than somebody that you know does probably doesn't have a kid. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Chris. Yeah, yeah I would say I would say Bayek. Bayek is a really relatable character, and he's he's really cool, and you 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 kind of feel for him and his plight and what he's going through, and he's he's very much in it for revenge, where his wife is very much in it for the bigger picture for the assassins, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Bayek has like a one-minded goal here. Like these people like tricked me and it caused the death of my son. And he's, he's just looking at like a pecking order. I'm taking every one of these guys off the list. And if so be it, if it helps Cleopatra and her cause, whatever, but Bayek's not really in it for that. He's in it for revenge where his wife's in it for like, there's a bigger picture here, you know, and a bigger need for what they're trying to establish. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but it's it is like finally you kind of get a main character other than Kenway. I did like Kenway in Assassin's Creed uh, Black yeah. Flag. I liked him. I liked his arc, especially when you get over the middle and into the end act. But Bayek is a really cool character, and it, he you finally get a, a more relatable story, you know, to the character. Mm-hmm. Like he's got more motives than just being the assassin and following the creed. All right, so. Uh, let's talk a little bit about combat and movement because I always like putting movement down there because of all the you completely know, the... reinvented. Yeah. yeah. So that year okay. off, that year off was important for this franchise. Like yeah. the movements are super fluid. Yeah, you get a little bit of that. You can kind of get stuck on a wall or something, but it's not as bad as the other games. Um, okay. Combat has more. The game itself as a whole has a more RPG feel to it, and it has like those Diablo drops and weapon upgrades and all of that. Okay. And there's different so different weapons you use have different play styles. Mm-hmm. And it, so it combat is completely different from the other games. It's completely changed. Um it is very more like it's it's also got like that Far Cry open world esque thing, like with the, the camps you can take over and take out and all of that. Okay. So all right, well, that's cool. So yeah, it's 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 got a lot of things that are similar to an Assassin's Creed game, but it's like completely changed to on another level okay cool all right and sig you've played other assassin's creeds right yes okay all right so that you you yeah. agree about the same thing for the combat and that it changed quite yeah. a bit for you it is it's very different from like uh you know coming from the uh the syndicate and then jumping on to um uh, origins it, it's quite different okay right. i cool. i feel like you have more control like in yeah. more choice and, and it's more fluid you know what i mean it's yeah Definitely feels better than any of the other games. All right, and like I said, the the RPG aspect is the most important part about it. Like gear drop, it's got that gear treadmill loop that makes it fun, you know, to to go and explore and take out these other places. Anything else you want to kind of say about Assassin's Creed aside from? I mean, story and combat is really, I think, the the heart of all Assassin's Creed. Sound of there, so the parkour system's much better now, so you feel more fluid when you're running across rooftops and jumping off buildings and all of that. They kind of they even tweaked and streamlined that a little better. Let's move on to God of War. This breaks my heart just because I have been... I, okay, I gotta say, I love my son. I, I love my son. <laughs> but 
doggone it, I want to play this game. <laughs> there they're just, they're just ain't, ain't enough time. So, so I did not play this one. Um, Chris, I know you played it. Who else has played it? All three right. of us. Yeah. All three of us. Good, good, good. <laughs> you suck. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, let's start with Ralph a little bit. Let's talk about combat and movement. And you, yeah, and you've played a lot of the other God of Wars too, right, Ralph? Yeah, I have played one and two, and I actually picked up the third one that was remastered. And it was actually cool because that prepared me for the new God of War, especially when there's some things I had had seen towards the end of that one. That mm-hmm. even though I know with this one, for anyone who's never played God of War, mm-hmm. this is something they can just jump right into. It's a whole new story. You don't have to worry about too too much of his backstory. But I mean, there's some things. That you would probably wouldn't like to know, but it it doesn't make you feel like oh I have to play those games. It's okay. just it's a nice little uh, a nice little feel to have that knowing like if you played the one before, you can see some of the echoes of that within this current game. And I kind of went off on a tangent. What was the question you asked me about the game? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. I think you kind of answered a little bit on there, but I was asking about like combat and movement. Oh. You've played the other ones into there, and so you know what the combat system oh. kind of was from the other ones compared to this. Combat system has by far evolved like leaps and bounds. The the first you know installations of the games, it was pretty much it was a hack and slash. You know, yeah. you plug your points in, make your character stronger. It was very simplistic because. The game was just designed just to slash your way through, enjoy it, get some story, you know, here's some pretty cool lines here and there. With this one, the combat system is like, you know, like when you're fighting the enemies, like you really have to think about how you're going to fight them. It's like they took away the the hack and slash from it. Mm. I know for some that that love that, that might bother them a little bit, but at the same time, it actually, you evolve with it. It's like, it's like you had to get away from the old end. This is something new. You have to try something new. And cool. it was actually pretty cool because it's just you had to, you know, figure out how how you want to actually combat the enemy based upon, you know, what they are. So mm-hmm. it's like you're not just sitting there just using your weapons throughout the whole entire game. That is, like, next to impossible. You cannot play this game just using your weapon because you have to use your shield, your fist. So the combat system was awesome. There's a little tricky because of uh, the button configurations like i've always been used to uh, l2 as being the shield yeah and most games i played when yeah. i flip on you it's actually l1 which usually was like your secondary items like you can throw or get so i always kept finding myself hitting the trigger but like, what's not my shield so hey, i got punished several times over and i'm still doing it it's kind of hard to step away from those like those old uh control configurations to something that's actually new yeah. It's just more involved in fighting these enemies. It's just not snapping buttons. That's not going to happen. You will die very fast. And the game will let you know. Yeah. <clears throat> That's cool. All right. Very nice. Sig, uh, have, you, have you played the other Gods of War 2? Yes? No? I uh, played like uh, 1, 2, and like, I think 1 and 2 is what I played. And I don't remember if I played or the God of War 3 or not. Okay. All right. Well, they, they kind of repeated themselves after that, so you didn't miss much, I don't think. <laughs> so what did you think of combat for this game in there, for a little bit too compared to the other ones? About, about what Ralph said, a little different? It, I, I like that they changed his weapon. It's something that you can... You know, it, it makes the thing more fluid. You want a fluid? I, I'm, I'm kind of glad. Now, I, I don't know. Did they get rid of that stupid button mashing for, like, killing and, and things and opening doors and that there is some button mashing but it's nothing like horrible like okay. if you're 
trying to rip a creature's mouth open or something like that. It, it's like one of those moments, or you gotta push something away from you. It, but it's it's like far. It's, it's not more, like it's more for like puzzle solving stuff now. Okay, all right, that's good because I just rem- I have horrible nightmares of that where I was like, man, if I have to kill another beast where I have to break open his mouth again after like twenty, I, I you know my thumbs hurting. I. <laughs> <laughs> That sucks. All right, Chris, combat for you. About the same thing, a little different? Yeah, yeah combat in this game like has sort of a Dark Souls feel to it. It's it's more calculated and not like lumbering and slow like Dark Souls, but that calculated, like, you move around and know when to block and know when to attack and know how to attack because the, the axe, you know, has runic attacks, which are like these powerful attacks it can do. You can mm-hmm. throw the axe, so it's like a ranged weapon. And in, in like combat doesn't stop when you throw it. Like you can throw it to stun and freeze a guy, and just beat the hell out of another guy with your fist. You know what I mean? And they call the <laughs> axe back like Thor's hammer. And any enemy like in its path gets whacked by it when it comes back. It's awesome. You know, <laughs> the in the feel of the axe. Like you, you know, over the course of this game, you're gonna throw this axe probably over a thousand times, and just the feel of throwing it and it coming back, and just the vibration in the controller is like perfect when he catches it. You know what I mean? It's that no, axe is like, oh yeah, you have no idea. Yet. No, no, <laughs> not at axe, all. The Leviathan, Thanks, axe, yeah, the Leviathan <laughs> axe is so awesome. It's like the the best weapon they could have like introduced like for a new weapon for him. Okay. And his son is an important part of the combat too because Atreus is mapped to the square button. So certain enemies you need to fire his arrows or stun arrows to even attack a certain type of enemy. And like later on, they both have upgrade trees, right? So they. Atreus gets more powerful too as you're playing through the game, so it he's not this useless, you know, character just there for story. He's an important part of your combat tool chain. So it's it's done the combat's done really well in the game. Good, good. Let's talk about story just real quick for this one onto there. Sig, how do you like yep. the story? I do like the that you know, it's not just about uh him and the other his you know, his hatred for the other gods. Uh-huh. Even though he is one, <laughs> it's it's more like a, there's a family backstory to it, and it you know the way they captured the the growing pains of being a, a parent is <laughs> captured perfectly in this game. Do you call your 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 son boy now all the time, <laughs> <laughs> Ralph? Story, um, what did you think? The, the story is actually in the beginning they give you something, but then they they kind of like cut you off a bit to where you just kind of like, well wait hold up hold up hold up you. I need to know more because like it leaves you being very curious, and then it's kind of cool because then the story just kind of like goes away for a bit, and then you start to like uh, see the relationship grow between Kratos and Atreus, which I thought was very awesome. The, the bantering, the conversations—I mean, that in itself, it, like it it makes up for not constantly getting this story shoved down your throat, which I thought was actually kind of cool. Like the story will come when the timing is just right. In the meantime. You get to just sit there and play the game and watch your guy, your uh, Kratos and him, like their relationship grow. And you go from seeing him trying his best, like, like how do I, how do I be dad? You know, like yeah. when he wants to like comfort him, and he's like, should should I put my hand on his shoulder? I'm like, ah, uh, maybe I should. You know, it's just it's cool. You're seeing this character trying to be something that he's never been before, or at least that's what you think. All right, Chris. Same thing. I yeah. think you already talked a little bit about the story so, itself too. Yeah, but yeah. The story in this game is 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 very cool, and it keeps un, unraveling as time goes, and you explore. And a lot of it is also delivered just through banter back and forth between characters as you're doing stuff like rowing around, 
the lake in, in the boat, you know, and uh, stories will kind of like come from the characters as they're, as you're traveling to a point. And it's yeah. kind of funny. Like I found myself often, like I get to my destination and instead of docking the boat and moving on, I'm just sitting there, put the controller down, let them finish the story that they're t- telling and then get out of the boat. Because if you get out of the boat while they're telling the story, they'll be like, Oh, well, we'll just finish this one, you know, for another time. And like, like clockwork, you'll go do something and get back in a boat and hit the lake. And then they're like, Oh yeah, where was I? And they pick up where they left off in that, that particular narrative that they were, you know, telling you. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's, it's very good. The story is very good. It, it's, I mean, there's no spoiler about anything. Uh, the, the mom dies at the beginning of the game. You don't see that she's already dead. And the whole journey is taking her ashes to this mountain. Mm-hmm. And what's nice about this story is as you get involved in other things going on in the world of the game, this, this is one of those, like, another it's not an open world game i would call these open environments they're big huge environments you can explore as you move around and you're exploring it's you never feel like like this is one of those games that has one of those pressing like the world's gonna end stories and it's like it always feels weird that you're over here tooling around you know (laughs) doing something when the world's about the end you know this is just about a journey with a man and his son delivering ashes to a mountain and there's no time precedence on that. You know what I mean? You don't feel like you have to get back to that. Mm-hmm. Like the this is the journey. Them together bonding and learning about each other and doing things in the world on the way to this mountain. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. The uh, undead game with the uh, the the guy, the um, the adult, and then the one girl. What's the What's the name of it? Last, Last of Us. Uh, Last of Us. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had I, I got the feel that this was going to be quite a bit like that. Yeah, there's it definitely you can feel the inspiration from The Last of Us as far as like, you know, like Atreus being like the Ellie character, except it's one level up now. Atreus is actually a part of your combat chain and does something and is more useful than just Ellie running around being a character. All right. So for our last one that I think we're going to finish up with is Detroit Become Human. How many people have uh, played Detroit uh, Become Human? I'm playing it right now. Okay. Ralph? Nah, at the moment, kind of stepping away from it just because I played uh, Heavy Rain and I remember how that was like more but more so very story driven, so it kind of had to be turned up a bit. Okay. So be involved in the action, so. That, that's, that's fair. That's fair. It's not everyone. Sig, have you played it or any have any interest in it? If you, uh, I only played the, the demo. Okay, all right. Was it interesting at all to you? Uh, The trailers was interesting. The demo, it kind of no, not really. Okay. All right. Okay. So this will be a, a one-man show here. <laughs> All right. So, Chris, tell me a little bit about the game, how, how you liked it. I think, I think right now it's probably my game of the year. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. And it, and it might sound funny, right, because it's like it's not – well, the – doesn't with God of War really? No, they're both very yeah, close. Yeah, God of War. Yeah. They're, they're both <laughs> very they're both very close for me about gaming. And the reason why is like I love games like Detroit, uh, and I love and I love video games, and I like this cross between a narrative driven game that's kind of plays out more like an interactive movie. Think uh-huh. of it more like a. Um, this is what I think Sierra games like Police Quest, King's Quest, all of those would oh, be yeah. if they if they've evolved into a much more cinematic experience type game or look at a game like Detroit Become Human or Heavy Rain as a choose your own adventure book that you're mm-hmm. that you're visually interacting with instead of reading. Okay. So, yes, it it has gameplay mechanics as far as you got a character that you're navigating around in, a, in third person with and you can interact with the environment, but it's not really about playing a game more as, as it is exploring and interacting and watching a story unfold. Okay. And and I kind of like 
I like this because I like old adventure games, and that's what this feels like. Is like what a next level adventure game would be. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, the um, I, I kind of always feel because I, I felt a little bit about like what kind of what Ralph and and Sig were saying a little bit. I kind of feel that, especially, and that's why we're going a little long for a lot of these ones, <laughs> is that there are so many great games out of there. It's like it's. Detroit is a little hard to get into for that type of stuff when there's so many other ones out there. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping maybe with this little, with talking about this a little bit, Chris, that maybe you'll get people interested when there's that lull in gaming, you know? Yeah. And- you, you all need to play this game when you can get your hands on it. Because one thing we always want from like, like the mass effect trilogies, we wanted our choices to matter all the way to the end. And that kind of, didn't happen right Mm -hmm. and this game like it is insane like the like when you play through a level and then they show you at the end of the level all the possible branches and conclusions to those not like spoiling the conclusions just you can see like this huge Mm -hmm. like bird's eye view of this tree of all these possible paths you could take take based on decisions you made and you're kind of building your own story and yes characters can die and they mm-hmm. encourage you if that happens to just keep playing to see the impact of the story you're kind of driving. And mm-hmm. the, there's a character at the start screen that's an android that welcomes you and tells you about the menus as you're navigating them. If you mm-hmm. try to go back and like look at one of the things to replay it, she's like, oh, wait, you shouldn't do that. You should kind of play through your your story and then go back and replay chapters or choose different options or whatever. See how your narrative like plays out before you go looking at what other possibilities are. And that's, what's really cool about this game is you make choices, right? And there are like, I would, they're kind of sort of quick time events, but not because time slows down and you can kind of see like, do I want to do that or that, you know? And then you see how that plays out. Like, it's sort of like that. And then yes, you're just, tapping buttons and stuff to kind of look at objects in the in the world now i'll challenge you on one thing i'm going to interrupt just because i saw one video on to here i actually saw angry joe play a little bit of a stream on this one and now and i want your feedback on this one he played it up until a certain point he was decently into the game one of his favorite characters died how do you continue from that you you just you should do it that's just no different than a choose your own adventure book when you make a choice and a character dies it's like, yes, you can flip the book backwards and be like, no, 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 I want to take this choice, you know. Mm-hmm. But this game, that choice matters. Okay, if that character dies, there's, you got to see how the story plays out and how that impacts that. And yes, it sucks, but here's the thing. You can go back and replay that chapter and take a different branch later in a second playthrough from that point, right? Okay, or, or, right. or just replay that chapter to see how it goes from that perspective. But you're kind of building your own narrative. So it's like a movie, right? You watch a movie and a character dies, and you feel it. But usually with good writing and storytelling, that pays off. That death pays off later. Mm-hmm. Same thing in this game. Like, if one of your characters dies, it will pay off later in, in the story that you keep driving forward. So... It sucks. In a movie, you're in the, you're in the passenger seat. You can't control that, right? And in the game, you can't. You be like, no, no, no. I'm rewinding that. I'm, I'm not dealing with losing my character. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's interesting. I haven't lost any of my characters yet. Oh, except for Connor. Mm-hmm. He can die, but he gets redownloaded into another model of himself, and he's kind of glitchy after that. Okay. The other two characters can at some point die if you if you make a choice. But yeah. that that's just player agency. That that you know. I know some people don't like when that happens, but for me, I'm just 
making decisions based on how I feel, like not how I think the game wants me to make a decision, and that's how I think you should play a game like this, is put yourself okay. into it and your emotions and just do what you feel is natural to you and just see how that outcome happens and mm -hmm. keep going forward to see what the the ending you get because that's the thing. The, 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 whole, the whole flow of this game, how I play and make choices, I'm going to get different results than you, Ralph, and Sig. And it'd be really interesting to see where all of you end up with a story, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because your choices matter all the way to the end. And yeah. for some, for, for us who kind of wanted that from Mass Effect, here's a chance to actually make decisions and see how they play out at the end. I don't know. Yeah. I think the, the graphics are amazing. Um, it's very cinematic. Uh, yes. The acting with all the characters in the game is really good. And the, the story is interesting too. The overall, the, you know, androids wanting kind of becoming sentient and feeling and wanting more than just being like robot slaves in a sense right okay i don't know i like it it's been really cool so far all right cool okay well i think that ends our our uh bit of the questions here i'll turn this over to chris so yeah we just recapping some of the games that we kind of were looking at from last e3 and now we got a chance to play all these and these are just kind of our feelings and how we felt and we're gonna probably do the same thing this year you know we're gonna see what e3 has in store this year and kind of recap all the excitement about some of those games and see how many of us get to play some of those games through the year and yeah and talk about it and that's that i mean so there we go we just kind of recapped the games we played um mm -hmm. We welcome Sig to the show now. So we got a fourth. Yep. Hey, Sig. Um, one thing I want to say about God of War is that's one that would be a fun one to do a spoiler cast once everybody kind of finishes or it's like mm -hmm. to really unpack that game because there's some really cool moments and some really cool surprises and can't really talk about much about it. Like Sig and I kind of skated around it a little bit because Ralph mm -hmm. hasn't reached a certain point. Yeah, and I don't spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we don't want to spoil that for you either jerry and like anytime anytime you get free time and want to experience a way out we can do that because i own the game right so oh yeah I that's know, that's a game you definitely and same with you sig i mean you both can experience this game based off my copy because mm -hmm. there's there's really cool moments in that game that ralph and i were skirting around so we didn't spoil <laughs> it for you guys <laughs> uh, sounds good yeah and i know we, we ran past a lot of these games on there we got a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about a lot of a lot of good good games so well, yeah. it's like we're not really here to be games media or review things. We're here to just the everyday person. You know, we love games. We're just sharing how we feel about them from like a real game. Like not, well, we're, we're not, whatever. I don't want to yeah. get all like people pissed, real gamers perspective. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're, you know, but whatever. From the average everyday people who, who like to play games and like just talk normal about them. Not like we have to write some hundred word essay and. <laughs> review it from a pretentious point of view no okay <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> all right well thanks everyone for who's still listening <laughs> or maybe we'll get some of you back because we've been away for too long but we're back yeah. mm -hmm. as a monthly look for us um monthly episodes although this month we'll have two because of e3 maybe yep. three because i remember when we we recapped last year's e3 we ended up breaking it into two episodes because there was just so much yeah and we might we might have to do that we'll see um, mm -hmm. but we'll see so yeah. until next time we'll see you guys on the next one bye guys see you everyone bye end of line